Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Hello and welcome to Laying the Points, a Rotovis podcast brought to you by MyBookie. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co-host is Action Network writer Matt LaMarca. You can follow on Twitter at Matt LaMarca. Matt, how's it going? Going pretty good. Uh, Just finished watching Get Out. Trying to catch up on all my uh, Oscar-nominated films here. Uh, I know I'm late to the party on that movie and that it was kind of like a cultural phenomenon for a little bit, but... Yeah, really enjoyed it. Ron, T.S., MF&A, best character in the movie, big fan. Uh, but yeah, re- really enjoyed it. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. And uh, I, I hope it, it shows well at the Oscars because it's, a different kind of film than what we see get made these days. Yeah, you're like a a very well-rounded individual when it comes to like the pop culture stuff. I'm I, like, I try to be. The movies is like my my one thing that flies under the radar. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm pretty much up on all the big TV shows that people watch, but occasionally the movies because it's a hassle to get out to the movie theater. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that requires me to like put on pants. <laughs> get off of my computer and those are two things that i don't like to do very often i hear you on that um <laughs> before we get into the show today i just want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners only 30 percent discount to rotaviz nfl pass by subscribing through the podcast homepage rotaviz.com slash podcast there's been a lot of really good stuff coming out especially with the combines this week and the draft is approaching so a lot of really good draft stuff and uh You've been you've been fire, Matt, with the Action Network prop articles. I wanted to make sure to give you a shout there because I feel like every day your record is updated and it it gets a lot better. <laughs> yeah, we're we're running pretty pure right now. I mean, a lot of the credit goes to the the Fantasy Lab player prop tool. You know, they really that's where the meat and potatoes of that article comes from. I'm just writing them up, but uh, yeah, we we've been running pretty good. I think I was two and one again yesterday and. Uh, I've got five more on tonight's slate, so yeah, we'll see if we can keep it going. Very exciting. Uh, it's definitely what has kept me away from using the MyBookie prop builder against you, because <laughs> you know, you already know the good props. Like, I don't, like, I'm going to let you build them now, too? Like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. Uh, but today we are going to continue with our Major League Baseball preview. Last show we talked AL East, AL West. Today we're going to talk American League Central, and we're going to wrap up the American League with some overall, uh, you know, league-wide potential bets. So we're going to use the same format as last week. We're going to start with the Cleveland Indians. Uh, last year, 102 wins, 60 losses. They lost in the ALDS to the Yanks. 107 WRC Plus, that ranked third. 3.44 Sierra, that ranked first. Uh, a lot of moves for this team in the offseason. 
Uh, they lost Carlos Santana at first base. In the outfield, they lost Jay Bruce and Austin Jackson. And they also lost relievers Joe Smith and Brian Shaw. That's courtesy of Bleacher Report. Uh, their only key addition is first baseman Yonder Alonso. So if we look at some of their odds, these are all courtesy of my bookie. Division odds minus, fee, minus 550, so big favorites there. Plus 300 to win the pennant. Plus 600 to win the World Series. And their my bookie win total is 94.5. Matt, what are your thoughts on the Indians? They seem to be obviously monster favorites in this division. Yeah, it, it's hard not to like them here. I mean, I think the one thing that's crazy is that they were first in Sierra last year. And I think that you could make a case that their pitching staff underperformed what it's capable of, especially with, you know, like Danny Salazar. They got like very little from him. And at one point, you you might have said that he was their second best starter outside of uh, Kluber. So if they can get anything from him, this has the potential to be, you know, the best rotation in baseball. They also have, you know, really good defense. Uh, Francisco Lindor, probably up there among the best defensive shortstops in the league. And, you know, what he can do with the bat just makes him an all-around fantastic player. Um, but, yeah, the, the pitching is definitely the strength of this team. Outside of, of that, if they have to win a lot of games with their batting, you know, things might be a little more difficult than they were for them last year. Carlos Santana was a good player for them. He batted leadoff, which uh, was was definitely a bit of an odd decision, but he was a really good on-base type of guy. And, you know, replacing him with Yonder Alonso, that's definitely going to be a bit of a downgrade. Um, hopefully they can get more out of Michael Brantley this year. But, uh, out, you know, this, this lineup, while it's talented, it's not the same level as, you know, some of the other powerhouses in the American League. Yeah, and it's pretty crazy to see that they lost, you know, so many guys off their roster and they're still... Such big favorites definitely speaks to the depth that they have. Um, I'm with you on the pitching. I mean, obviously just really, really impressive. I, I think that their bullpen last year was really good also. They lost a couple guys there. But, I mean, you know, Trevor Bauer kind of figuring out last year was really big. So if he can stay on the same path that he was in 2017, and like you mentioned, they get Danny Salazar back, uh, a lot here to compete with. Uh, I'm really kind of curious to see what they get out of Bradley Zimmer out in center. Uh, they're going to need, I think, a little bit more out of him. I know he's towards the bottom of the lineup, but, um, you know, anything that they can do really to get him on base, because I feel like he can, he's like a, one of those like bottom of the order run creators if he gets on. So, uh, you know, if they can do some things with him, that'd definitely be good as well. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Jose Ramirez, can can he put together another year like he had last year? You know, he was like a, a bottom ballot MVP kind of guy. So... I'm not sure if, if we're going to look back and say that his season last year was maybe the best of his career or if he can can duplicate it. But uh, it's an intriguing team. Uh, I definitely don't think they're going to approach 100 wins again. You know, we kind of talked about that with the Astros last time. It's just super difficult to get to that number in baseball. But uh, they can still lose a few games off of that total and still probably win this division pretty comfortably. Yeah, definitely. To give you an idea on that, uh, last show I mentioned Derek Cardi's projections over Grinders using the bat. Um, the Indians are projected for the third best ERA in 2018 using the bat. Uh, they're the only team in the American League Central that's inside the top 19. Or, or I think the Twins are 19. So that's uh, that's a pretty wide margin, I would say, in terms of pitching pitcher quality within the division. Um, 
So with all that said, Matt, what do you think about the win total here, 94 and a half? It's close for me. Uh, I'm I'm only going to take a slight over here because I think that this is a pretty poor division that might get even poorer as the season progresses. I mean, the Tigers, I think, could be obvious sellers with guys like Miguel Cabrera if they get off to a bad start. You know, the White Sox don't look like they're ready to contend just yet. The Royals have lost a lot of their team. So just by virtue of playing, you know, those three teams a ton of times, they might get over that 94.5 win mark. Uh, Again, I I definitely see some regression for this team, but I think maybe in the division they can can make up for some of that. Yeah, I agree. I think slight over here. don't love obviously like those mid nineties win totals, but it's really difficult to argue that the twi- that the Indians aren't clearly the best team in this division, and that's going to get them you know a lot of a lot of points in the win column. Uh, let's move on to the Minnesota Twins, who I I mean I don't know about you, I feel like the Twins are a, are a podcast fave. Yeah, uh, we love the Twins. <laughs> love them. <laughs> I uh, I mean we'll talk about them obviously right here. So 2017 record 85 and 77. They lost. In the wild card round, uh, 102 WRC plus that ranked sixth, 4.55 Sierra that was 23rd. They haven't really lost anybody this offseason, but they have added starting pitcher Michael Pineda. They have added reliever Fernando Rodney and Addison Reed, and they have also added Zach Duke. So a lot of pitching additions. They're and it looks like four. it looks like Jake Odorizzi as well. Perfect. So they're they're just adding all pitchers, uh, which makes sense considering the Sierra. So it's plus 400 <laughs> to win the division, plus 1400 to win the pennant, plus 2800 to win the whole thing. And they have an 83 and a half win total. Matt, what do you think about the Twinkies? So really underrated lineup, right? I mean, we, we, we mentioned we like them. We love targeting them in, in DFS. This is a prime stack team, in my opinion. Um, they don't have, you know, some of the names that some of these other teams might have, but with guys like Brian Dozier and Miguel Sano, and then, you know, their outfielders, Eddie Rosario, Brian Buxton, Max Kepler, like all good players. They don't really have a single noticeable hole in their lineup, in my opinion. So uh, I think that the offense is really going to be what carries this team. And if they can get any sort of improvement from the pitching staff, which, as you mentioned, they've made a bunch of additions, I think this team could be pretty good. Uh, Jose Berrios, him taking a step forward would obviously be huge for them. He showed ace-like potential at different times last year. And then you've got some quality uh, complementary starters in Irvin Santana and Jake Odorizzi. I think Addison Reed could be a big addition. He uh, is like an elite-level setup man. Uh, At least he showed that last year from his time with the Mets and then later with the Red Sox. So I think that this team uh, looks strong on paper. I think they're a good candidate to maybe add some pieces as the season goes on if they uh, do show to be contenders. So I like this team. Um, I think that they overperformed last year, so I don't know if they're going to really take a huge step forward this year, but I think that there's a lot to like about the Twins. Yeah, and I want to talk more about Max Kepler because I think that a breakout year is coming for him, not just because he doubled on last year to win me money, (laughs) but uh, just if you look at some of his peripheral numbers, uh, last year his fly ball rate went up about 3%. but his home run per fly ball rate went down about 3%. So, uh, you know, hitting more fly balls, but hitting a less percentage of them out. Uh, but his hard contact rate stayed the same as medium contact rate went up. So he hit the ball 
just as hard, if not harder, last season than he did in 2016. But he wasn't getting the ball out of the park. So I think that that's going to regress a little bit. So I think some more homers for my buddy Max here. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I really like getting Michael Pineda out of Yankee Stadium. I know that um, his home road splits last year weren't probably what you'd expect, but he's always kind of struggled with the long ball, especially early in games. So if they can kind of keep him settled, I've always kind of felt like Pineda has, uh, you know, maybe not ace potential, but definitely like top, you know, three or four guy in your rotation, very quality starter. So I, uh, I like what this team has in terms of potential. I definitely think that, you know, they're going to go as far as the hitters take them. The hitters could take them pretty far. I mean, Dozier is awesome. I think Polanco is really good also. So a lot of guys that can mash. And uh, that's why we love them, because we love we love the boppers. Right. And the big wild card here is Buxton, right? Like, he was a huge prospect, number one overall prospect in baseball. And he had a phenomenal second half of the season last year. 130 WRC+. Plus, 370 Woba, 893 OPS. He hit uh, 11 home runs and stole 13 bases over 56 games in the second half of the season. So if he can do that for a full year, that's a huge type of guy to add into your lineup. I totally agree. Uh, With all that said, Matt, 83 and a half, very close to what the Twins did last year. What do you think about that total? Yeah, I'm going to go over again. Uh, I like the improvement to the pitching staff. You mentioned Pineda. He's going to have like five starts next year where he looks like the best pitcher in baseball. I mean, that's just what he does. He'll have like 14 strikeouts and just look absolutely dominant. And then he'll have another five where he'll be a gas can. But like just adding that kind of guy in and getting solid innings from him is going to be big. Uh, The rest of the pitching staff looks better. And I think that the lineup is only going to get better as well. So I will take an over here. I mean, you know, I'm going over. Like I just... (laughs) I'm all twins. I'm betting the over so I can, you know, root for it. Like I just, I don't know. The Yankees are good and that's my team, but like the team in my heart every night is is twins. They will be, they will be stacked many, many times. I'm going to get, send you a Max Kepler jersey, maybe, maybe a Byron Buxton jersey. I I don't know. (laughs) I have a feeling I'm going to own a lot of Buxton this year in all my seasonal drafts and, uh, he will be a nightly edition of mine in DFS, especially if he's botting towards, towards the top half of the order. I love it. Let's move on to a team that traditionally is on the opposite end of the excitement spectrum, and that's the Kansas City Royals. Uh, 2017 record, 80 and 82, 91 WRC plus that ranked 23rd, 4.51 Sierra that ranked 22nd. A lot of departures for this team. Uh, first baseman Eric Hosmer has signed elsewhere. Outfielder Lorenzo Kane is gone. They lost Mike Miner out of their starting rotation. They lost Joaquin Soria out of the bullpen. And third baseman Mike Moustakis is still a free agent, but it does look very likely that he will be leaving. So a lot of losses and uh, no real additions here for the Royals. So as a result, they are plus 1,000 to win the division, plus 3,300 to win the pennant, and plus 6,000 to win the World Series. Their win total is at a crisp 71. Matt, what do we think about the Royals? Yeah, not a lot to like here. I mean, their starting first baseman is Lucas Duda. As a Mets fan, I can tell you that that's a bad thing. Um, uh, like, there's just not, there's really very little to get excited about here. Jorge Soler, like, I guess you could talk yourself into him having a good year, but he has to actually hit the ball for it to be, a, you know, for, for good things to happen to him. And he has really struggled with strikeouts uh, over the last year or so. Um, 
you look at this lineup and like, who are these guys? You know, like Whit Merrifield, Alcides Escobar, Chester Chesler Cuthbert. I've used them all in DFS, but like now you're building your whole lineup around them. It, it just doesn't feel, it, it feels like this has the potential to be possibly one of the worst lineups in the league. And I don't think the pitching staff has the talent to overcome it. I mean, Danny Duffy has been good at times and Kelvin Herrera can be an elite closer, but you have to actually get him leads for him to protect. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm having a really hard time looking at this team and seeing anything to really get excited about. Yeah, I mean, anytime we're talking about Jorge Soler as the guy to maybe <laughs> be excited about, I mean, my goodness. Um, just really, really poor across the board. Uh, Salvi Perez is kind of stuck there, which stinks because I think he's a really good player. Well, maybe they'll trade him. You know, like it seems like they're giving up on everybody else. So, yeah, this is like full Royals tank mode. I feel like like they had their their run, and now they're just not. You know, they're not willing to pay their own players. Uh, I do really like Danny Duffy. Um, again, you know, it's hard to say how well he'll do because of the. You know the the talent around him, but again, another guy who, uh, you know, he missed a lot of bats in 2016. That K rate came down about four percent last season, but a lot of his other peripherals were really good. He allowed less hard contact. Uh, he, he gave up less fly balls. So I think that if he can get that K rate up a little bit, he could be back towards uh, being more of like an upper echelon pitcher than being just kind of slightly above average. Yep. Uh, but it, to but it, speak on that real quick, 3.46 FIP compared to a 3.81 ERA. So the numbers suggest that he definitely got a little bit unlucky last year. Yeah. So, I mean, I, we're not, I don't think that he's going to get the big win totals because the team stinks, but I definitely think that he's like the one thing that maybe this team is, is going to hang their hat on this year. Right. Uh, but again, kind of speaking with the Salvador Perez thing, like, if if this team is going to be out of it, and they more than likely look like they're going to be out of it, another prime candidate to be shipped off in a trade at the deadline. That's disappointing. <laughs> that's the that's the weird thing that that's the one thing I don't get about baseball though is that like Danny Duffy is good and he's young, so like what's the what's the what's the reason to move, to move him? Like is he is his contract up? Like I don't. Yeah, I mean, we I'd have to dig into that a little bit further, but typically when you have one good player like that, by the time your team is ready to contend again, who knows what Duffy's going to be, you know, like pitchers, especially they're, they're very volatile, you know, as a Mets fan, I can speak to that and we'll talk about them eventually, but you know, they look like they had all these arms lined up for the future. And, you know, now there's not a sure thing among them, except for maybe Jacob deGrom. So, you know, if they're not ready to contend and you just push the timeline back a little bit further and get some pieces and, you know, it's just how baseball works. You're right. It doesn't really happen like that in any other sport, but I could totally see it happening here. All right. And yeah, he's not as young as I thought. He's 29. So 29 and signed to, through 2021. So I, they definitely could get something back for that. I guess that makes sense. I, I'm, I take it back, Royals. I, I understand if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, the win total sits at 71. Matt, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, man, it's so low. Like, I don't know how many... We we didn't do a lot of teams on the last show that had a win total that low, and this is only the third team in the division. So uh, I still think I'm going under here. Like, uh, they're losing so much batting with Hosmer and Moustakis. Like, those guys both had great years last year. They lost Lorenzo Cain as well. They got nothing back for them. The pitching's going to be worse, more than likely. Uh, 
Under. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess you could sell me on the fact that it's a couple of wins too low, but it's just like it, it, this team has the potential to be really bad, it looks like. Yeah, like I want to I wanna pick over because I feel like it's so Royals to be like pretty close to 500. But, oh my gosh. Except, like, I, I'm with you on 71 being too low. So I, I think I am going to take the over. I, I still think that the Royals are better than... The, the last two teams in this division that we're going to talk about. And I, I don't know. I just feel like they're, they'll get enough wins through that. And with Duffy, um, I, I like, it's just so low. Like I, if it was, <laughs> if it was like 76 or 78, then I'd probably say under, but like 71 is just like, it's, it's an oversell to me. I feel yeah, like it's definitely low. Onto the white Sox, 2017, they were 67 and 95. With a 94 WRC plus that ranked 19th, 4.82 Sierra that ranked 30th. Uh, they haven't really lost any players. They added Wellington Castillo at catcher. Beep. They added starting pitcher Miguel Gonzalez, and uh, they picked up the aforementioned Joaquin Soria as well as Luis Avilan. Division odds are plus 2,000. Pennant odds are plus 5,500. If you want to bet on the White Sox to win the World Series, that's plus 10,000. And the win total is 68 and a half. Uh, again, this division is very, this division is not as fun as the last show, I would say, in terms of what we're talking about here. What do you think about the White Sox? Yeah, I, I think this team is clearly better than the Royals, or at least has the potential to be significantly better than them. I like them actually quite a bit on the over on their uh, win total. You've got Castillo, who you mentioned, you know, Jose Abreu hasn't gotten a ton of pub because he plays for a bad team, but he's a legit all-star caliber hitter. And then you've got Yon Moncada. Hopefully you get a full year out of him. Tim Anderson has shown some flashes. And Avisal Garcia, when he stays healthy, he can hit too. So I think this lineup actually has the potential to be okay. Uh, you mentioned the pitching was dead last last year, and that's obviously the huge question mark here. But they do at least have some prospects to throw at the situation. You know, Carlos Rodon, uh, he's going to miss the beginning of the year, but he has an elite pedigree when he comes back. And then same goes for Lucas Giolito, who they got from the Nationals. Like, he was projected as a top five prospect in baseball, has ace-like stuff. So if they can get anything from their pitching staff, I think that they could uh, definitely be a solid team. I'm not saying they're going to contend for a wild card spot or anything like that. Uh, but I think that this team definitely has much more talent than the over-under is giving them right now. And I think that the bullpen could be somewhat good with Soria and Avalon joining Nate Jones. Um, bullpen arms, definitely a lot of year-to-year -year volatility. But those are three guys who have been good at certain points of their career. So it wouldn't shock me if they have a decent bullpen as well. Yeah, and you mentioned Abreu. He's obviously the class of, of this roster in terms of hitting uh, 248 ISO last year, 377 WOBA, 138 WRC+. Plus. That's uh, good. quite good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just, you know, anytime I look at, you know, the starting pitching rotation and James Shields is the number two starter, I get uh, extremely nervous. <laughs> so That's I... Fair. Uh, <laughs> hey, James Shields, you know what he's going to give you? He's going to give you innings. They may not be good ones, but he's going to give them to you. Listen, he can give as many innings as, he's want, as he wants when he's serving up dongs to my uh, all my, uh, well, not Royal Stacks, but Indian Stacks maybe. Twin, twin Stacks. Twin Stacks against Shields. I love it. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. I maybe I'm overvaluing the the bad pitching because the lineup definitely is a lot better than the Royals, uh, and you obviously need to score one, score runs to win games. So I I could be I could be sleeping here on the White Sox. Like you said, it sounds like you like the over here, Matt. I do like the over. I mean, I think particularly against left-handed pitching with Castillo and Abreu, I'm going to enjoy stacking this team. And maybe, like you you said, maybe you're sleeping on the pitching. Maybe I'm overvaluing the offense a little bit and falling in love with guys like Moncada who have really done nothing at the major league level but have all the tools. So uh, I might be overhyping this team a little bit and... Uh, then again, you know, I, I'm, proceed with caution is what I'm saying, but th- I, I'm betting the over on this team, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I definitely, I still think it's very low. Like, I I don't know, like, they're not going to let, I think James Shields sucks, but they're not going to let him lose 20 games, you know, like, they'll just put <laughs> someone else in there, right, right. you know, like, I don't, because they can hit, I think, like, that kind of gives them a little bit of a higher floor than this, so I'll definitely go over there. Yeah. So you we've got you've got four overs now in this division. Wow, maybe I'm tough. <laughs> maybe it's not. Maybe maybe I'm just a little over happy. Where are the wins coming from? That's what I, <laughs> they have to come from somewhere. I mean, they're definitely coming from the Tigers, who we're going to talk about last year. Sixty four and ninety eight last year. Ninety seven WRC plus. That was fourteenth. Four point six five Sierra. That was twenty seventh. They lost Ian Kinsler this off season, and they. I mean, it's called an addition, but I'm not sure. Mike Fires as a starting pitcher. Division odds plus 2,000. Pennant odds plus 10,000. World Series odds plus 16,000. And uh, the win total only discounted by one from the White Sox, 67.5. Yeah, so this is a team that um, you'll probably want to avoid once every five days when Michael Fulmer is pitching. But other than that, this looks like stack em up city. You know, Jordan Zimmerman, Mike Fires, Matt Borden, and Dan Norris are going to be your four of your five starters. That just sounds like a lot of home runs to be allowed. Like, uh, yeah, this this pitching staff might be worse than the White Sox outside of Fulmer. And then the lineup is so different from the Tigers teams of the past. I mean, they were all in for a while and acquiring, you know, big name premier players, but those guys are really all gone at this point. The only one who's left is Miguel Cabrera, and it sounds like he can be had for the right price. I'm sure that they'll be looking to offload him uh, if this team is as bad as expected. But, um, yeah, really, really nothing to get excited about here. I mean, Nick Cassianos, I guess, could be a good player. Eh. <laughs> but, like, what else What else on this team? Like, who who takes the jump that makes this team good? Like, I don't see anybody. No, I'm with you, and I really, I don't, I really don't see. I don't want to say I don't see anyway because crazier things have obviously happened. But it seems very, very unlikely that Miguel Cabrera makes it through the season. And I think you could probably say the same thing for Victor Martinez. Like, there's really no incentive for them to hold on to those players. They are aging, and you know, really anything that they can get in return is going to be better than nothing. And particularly with a guy like Cabrera who still has like that elite hitter pedigree and I'm I'm pretty sure that he could hit for average until he's like 50. Yeah. Miguel like, Cabrera if if a contender buys him, I think it would be a tremendous addition to their team. Like he had a down year last year, but I think a lot of that had to do with injuries and motivation and like I thought the Red Sox, you put him in the DH hall, that would have been a perfect fit. Obviously, they don't need him 
so much anymore now that they have JD Martinez, but like I think eventually this guy goes somewhere and reminds everyone that he is among the best hitters in the league. Yeah, and you mentioned the regression last year. If you look at his contact rates, uh, his hard his hard hit rate actually went up last year, forty one point one percent in two thousand sixteen to forty two and a half percent in two thousand seventeen. So this guy can definitely still, you know, get the ball off the bat with force. He just has to, you know, find the gaps and and get a little more a little lucky. I think that we could definitely attribute a lot of the loss, uh, you know, in average to going really just lost a, a ton in the BABIP batting average on balls in play. 336 in 2016, 292 last year. So, you know, he's a career, he's a career over 300, well over 300 in BABIP. So I, I feel like regression there is likely in the positive direction. Yes. We have a, uh, a proprietary metric at Fantasy Labs called Batted Ball Luck, which basically measures um, how good your stat cast data is versus your fantasy production. So it can go both ways. If you're, if you're crushing the ball, but not scoring fantasy points, you can have a really high uh, batted ball luck, or it can go the other way where you have a lot of hits falling in, but you're not making great contact. So Cabrera was one of the guys who was at the top of the batted ball luck list for a large portion of the season, I want to say. like he His stat cast numbers are all still very good. Like This guy can still hit. It's it's The regression is coming. So I guess that's what we can do on the Tigers take here is we can sell him as a buy for anyone who's in a seasonal fantasy league. Like Scoop him up if he falls at all because he still is going to hit the ball well. Yeah, we're going to have to fight for him in our league. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the win total is 67.5. It is the lowest in the division, Matt. Uh, over under here for you. Yeah, I- it's low, like 67.5 is low, but I'm still going to go under. They won 64 games last year, and to me the team is is markedly worse. Um, the only one that I feel confident on on a day-to-day basis is Cabrera, and he could be gone you know, sooner rather than later, and then one out of every five days you, you might get a good start from Michael Fulmer. So uh, I think that this team probably is right around that 67 win total. Uh, but I'm going to go with a slight under. I'm going under with confidence here. I I just don't see it. I think that, you know, if they had this roster the whole season, then yes, like I think they could compete to to hit the over there. But I I think that this is going to end up being like a 60 win team when all is said and done. Because I, I think they're going to play the second half of the year without a couple of their better bats. Right. Makes sense. All right. Now we do not have Rafael Esparza on this week. From my bookie, we actually saw on Twitter he just got his appendix removed. So (laughs) not able to join us tonight. We will send him our best, though, of course. And uh, we do still want to talk a little bit about my bookie. Uh, They are a presenting sponsor tonight. And, of course, you know we have to tell you about all the great things that they offer. Uh, You can bet from your desktop, your tablet, all or the world-class mobile site. That's certainly where I do most of my betting because I'm always on the go. My bookie offers the fastest no-hassle payouts when you win, and they are still offering you a 50% deposit bonus if you join and use the promo code LANGTHEPOINTS when making your account. Visit mybookie.ag today. Bet on the internet's favorite sports sportsbook where you play, you win, and you get paid. That's mybookie.ag. Uh, and I mentioned it before at the top of the show, joking with Matt, but uh, the MyBookie Props Builder is really the best tool out there. And I think it's, it's honestly the number one reason to join my bookie because it does give you that nice, easy transition 
from, you know, I think this is probably a, a pretty heavy fantasy, fantasy sports audience. And it gives a really nice transition, I think, over from that, uh, you know, uh, to betting. And Matt, I, you know, you could probably speak more on this than me because you do do the props article for Action Network. But uh, I feel like that, you know, not just being able to find props that you like, but being able to make props that you like, uh, to me, is very appealing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I always say that prop bets are some of the most exploitable bets in the casino and, and on the sports books because the books just aren't going to take that much action on them, right? Like you, you, they take lower limits generally, and you're only going to get a fraction of money placed on those bets compared to, you know, bets on the games and on the totals. So there's definitely some money to be made in exploiting uh, prop bets. And even more than exploiting the casino, exploit your dumb friends who know less than you about sports. <laughs> so make some props and uh, challenge them, take their money, and then talk some smack. Like, isn't that what this is all about, Anthony? Yeah, I mean, for me, money won is even better when it's money won from people that I know. Of course. Like, that's 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 just the truth of life. Our fantasy league, like, we, uh, we both play in, in leagues that are much higher stakes than our hometown fantasy league, but... That league every year is just a bloodbath. Like everybody wants it so bad. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I, I I mean, for, like for me, like I feel like we should get. You know, we obviously have the Lindy Fantasy Baseball League starting. Like I I'm down to do like a a weekly props thing or something like that. Like I feel like I feel like that's just so easy to do. And and again, like you get your friends together, you you try to build some props, and you try to. I mean, basically get like a little side pot going for your league. Let's do it. All right, so Matt, we have previewed each American League division. Let's just get some picks to win the division pennant. Uh, my bookie obviously has division odds, so uh, you know I'd like obviously for us to get who we think will win. But if if you think that that's a, a team that you, you want to bet based on the odds as well, please mention that, uh, and then we'll talk a little you know a little heavier, a little higher up, you know, pennant and World Series. So AL East, we talked about them on the last show. Uh, who's your pick here to win? So I'm going to take the Red Sox. Uh, I think I mentioned that on the last show that uh, I think that the Yankees might be getting a little a little bit too uh, hyped up at the moment, and the Red Sox might be sort of the forgotten team. So I like them to win here. Uh, they are a slight underdog at the moment. You can get them at plus 120 compared to minus 150 for the Yankees. Uh, adding J.D. Martinez is going to make a huge difference, I think, for that offense. Full season of Mookie Betts, getting, doing Mookie Betts stuff and then arguably the best pitcher in the league in Chris Sale. So those three things for me, plus the fact that I can get a slight discount when compared to the Yankees, push me onto the Red Sox. Yeah, I'm definitely with you there. I mean, we talked about this in the last show, but, you know, J.D. Martinez and Giancarlo Stanton are actually pretty comparable hitters. So uh, that bump really hasn't been attributed to the Red Sox yet. It's all on the Yankees, all the big money. Uh, you know, they're one of the bigger public markets out there. Obviously the Red Sox are a pretty big market too, but definitely not as big as the Yankees. Uh, so you do get the discount and, uh, you know, the teams, I think even if you like the Yankees to win the division, like you'd still have to bet the Red Sox given the discount. Agreed. Uh, let's move on to the American league West. Again, we talked about them on the last show. Yeah, this one to me is uh, the biggest slam dunk. It's got to be the Houston Astros. They're minus 430, and I just don't see another team in this division that, that has the goods to challenge them. Los Angeles is only plus 350. I think that that's 
way underselling how much better the Astros are than the Angels at this point. Um, I get that they have some appeal with Otani and, and, you know, maybe a bounce back full season from Mike Trout, but even if those guys go peak performance, I still don't think they have the goods to, to challenge the Astros, given their dominance in, you know, the rotation, the bullpen, the entire lineup, like they're just, they're just loaded for bear. Yeah, I'm with you. And I actually think this brings up an interesting point. Maybe this is something that you have some insight on Matt, but like these, these like huge favorites that you really expect to, to be winners, like minus four, like we love the Astros minus four thirty is obviously a lot to lay, but we feel pretty confident. Like are these bets that you ever make these like big, like you're laying big juice, but you know, you feel obviously very confident. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're definitely not enticing. And I feel like that that is a huge, not a huge flaw, but it's definitely a leak, uh, a leak in certain amateur betters games. You know, like you see the minus four thirty, and it immediately turns you off, but that's still not terrible. You know, it's not like you're laying a thousand to one or any or a hundred to one. You're just laying four point three to one. And personally, I think if you sim this division, you know, a hundred times, the Astros are going to come out on top, probably closer to ninety to ninety five percent of the time. So using that logic, the four thirty should be a good bet. And if you lose it, you say, "Oh, you are on the wrong side of variance." Or injuries can obviously happen, but. Uh, I think if you certainly, if you have the bankroll where you can lay, you know, a comfortable amount on this and still get a solid return, I think it's definitely a bet that you should look at. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I I actually think that that shows up a lot. Like that's something that I like a lot when we did like the Super Bowl show, like people don't want to lay the, they don't want to lay the juice on like a lot of these props, but some of these, some of the, the best props are the ones that are really easy to cover, but you get pretty good odds on because no one really bets them. Right. All right, Matt, we spent, you know, the top half of the show talking American League Central. It sounds like we both like the Indians here. You know, any thought, any thought on going away from them? Again, they're minus 550 to win the division. Yeah, so I'm a little surprised by this. Maybe it's because I ha- we have an infatuation with the Twins, but I feel like they're less of a lock to win their division than Houston is to win theirs. So I'm surprised that you have to lay, you know, a pretty significantly more juice with this team. So uh, that said, I do like the Indians, but I think that the Twins have some appeal here at 4-1. to one. Uh, I would definitely consider making a wager on them because, again, using the mathematical odds, I think that they win this division enough times if you sim it. But uh, I will pick the Indians. I, I'm not going that off board here. I'm going to stick with the chalk. But again, like I think that the the Twins at plus four hundred do have some value. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think the Indians are the pretty clear pick. It's kind of hard to not go chalk in this division. But I think I'm just staying away in terms of the betting because I, I agree with you. Like I don't think that the Indians are the like. Not that the Astros are like completely flawless, but I feel like the Astros, you know, that their their roster and their lineup, you're like, dang, like they don't really have any holes. But we mentioned like two or three holes that we think that the Indians have, right? And uh, you know, for those reasons, I just don't really think that I can bet them, you know, and lay five and a half to one. I totally agree. I think that they're more of a stay away from me than the Astros for sure. All right, American League pennant odds. We've kind of talked about them sporadically. Uh, throughout the last two shows, uh, pennant odds have actually leveled out um, at the top. Last show, uh, the Yankees were the favorites. Now they're actually tied with the Astros, both at plus 220. 
Uh, and then after that, you know, the other teams kind of start filtering in like the Indians uh, and the Red Sox. So uh, who do you like to win the pennant, Matt? And who do you like to bet here? Yeah, I think, and you mentioned that on the show last time, like that was a flaw that the Astros had worse odds than the Yankees. And I think that sharp betters saw that and exploited it. And it wouldn't shock me to see them get even lower than 220. So I like the Astros at 220. I do think that they're the best team in this uh, division. If I'm not going to take them, I I like the Red Sox at plus 550. So those are the two that I like. Astros being the more logical choice. The Red Sox sort of as, you know, not, not a long shot. I mean, five and a half to one is not a tremendous long shot on your money. But uh, I like them at plus five. 550 more than I like Cleveland at plus 300. Yeah, I was going to say, the next time we talk to Raphael, we got to ask about that, like why the books like Cleveland so much, because I, I don't see why, I mean, obviously the fact that they're in a less competitive division, I'm sure that's a big factor, but, you know, being plus 300 versus plus 550, like that for the Red Sox, I, I just don't, I think that's way, I mean, it's almost double the the odds. I just don't really think that that makes sense. So I'm, I'm definitely betting the Red Sox here at plus 550. Uh, my pick to win, like you said, I, I mean, I, I just think that the Astros, like the Astros all the way to me is just, is, is the best bet. And I, I just think that like, because the Yankees teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox are going to take public money. I just like, it's just going to always make, I think the Astros a little bit of a value. Agreed. And I want to throw out one longer shot for people just, uh, who want to, you know, put down a couple bucks and try to hit it big. You mentioned Toronto. Uh, on our last show, you took the over, I took the under. Uh, doing some research here, looking at some of the articles on the Action Network. Uh, Mark Gallant, really sharp guy, uh, also a very funny guy. Like his articles are just always very funny. But he has the uh, Blue Jays listed as a, a live dog here, and uh, I think if you wanted to take a shot with them, it does make some sense. You know, you mentioned Aaron Sanchez on our last show. Just thirty six innings last year. Getting him back could be huge. They only got uh, 179 combined games out of Donaldson and Tulowitzki last year, and Devin Travis only played 50. So if you add those three guys, get get full seasons out of them, get a big season out of Sanchez, maybe they can challenge for this division, and you're getting 1100, uh, a plus 1100 on that bet. So uh, if you're looking for someone a little bit deeper down the board, that might be my recommendation. I like it, Matt. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> All right, so the World Series, uh, I'm actually going to gonna go first on this one just because – no, excuse me. Um, I'm going to go first here because, again, I just, I just think that you have to bet the Astros. Plus 450 to win the World Series. Uh, you are still getting the discount here on my bookie. Uh, Yankees are still plus 380. So uh, the odds have kind of balanced out in terms of uh, the pennant. But to win the World Series, you're still getting the discount with the Astros. Uh, Dodgers are plus 500 so I feel like those two teams are pretty close and I I just continue to believe that the Astros have overall the best roster in baseball I think their lineup is completely stacked from top to bottom even if you think that some of their hitters experience a little bit of regression this year I I think that you know they could still get more out of guys like Alex Bregman Uh, and that that pitching rotation to me is just completely stacked Uh, Lance McCullers as your number four is is outrageous uh, I, I just don't really see a way not, I, not that I don't see a way that this team loses because this is baseball, but guys get hurt, stuff like that. But I, I just don't really see a way that the Astros are not at least in the mix at the end. And, uh, I think that we're getting a, 
some little uh, some value here. Not not a ton of value because they're still one of the favorites, but a little bit of value for sure. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll hold off a bit on some of my NL thoughts until we get into that uh, podcast. But yeah, for me, it, it like you said, for all the reasons, I don't want to echo on, but the Astros are the are the class of the American League, and the fact that they're not the favorites to win the pennant in the American League or to win the World Series. Is just it's just wrong at the moment. All right, now one thing that is not up yet on my bookie or really any book, I haven't seen these odds anywhere. But American League MVP and American League Cy Young uh, odds aren't posted, but I figured it would make sense for us to just talk about our favorites here, so that when those odds are posted, you guys can jump right away. Again, you know maybe maybe the guys that we like or the guys that you like aren't the betting favorites, and you can get a little bit of value there. So there's definitely uh, something to be said for talking about this now. American League MVP, Matt, do you have, uh, you know, an inkling there of a guy that you like, you know, more than the field? I mean, the obvious answer is Mike Trout. Like, when <laughs> <laughs> when he's healthy, he's the best player in the game, and that's pretty much a full stop. So he should be the favorite when these odds come out, uh, and I have no reason to argue that. If you want a little bit of a longer shot, I, I like Francisco Lindor. I mean, this guy, for what he does defensively, should be in the uh, MVP category category alone. And then you add in the fact that he's the best hitting shortstop, perhaps in the league. Um, maybe Jose Correa would would take. Uh, I'm sorry, Carlos Correa would take exception to that. But I think Lindor, uh, just with everything that he does—bat, glove, base running—he has an MVP caliber impact on the Cleveland Indians. So he would be sort of my darker horse, but. Again, like Mike Trout deserves to be the favorite here, and uh, he's the best player in the league. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I you know that Trout's going to be the favorite. I also think that, again, like the Yankees guys are going to be, you know, higher up in the odds. So I, I definitely think that a John Carlos Stanton is going to be in the mix. Uh, obviously, Aaron Judge. But again, to go back to what we were saying before, I think that J.D. Martinez is going to kind of get lost in the wash a little bit. And he definitely deserves consideration. Um, yeah, had a monster season last year, 166 WRC plus, just absolutely outrageous. Uh, 327 Babbitt, uh, 387 ISO. I, again, like those numbers might come down, but I feel like you know JD Martinez is one of the best hitters in baseball, and doesn't really. I, I feel like you know unless you talk to like the guys who are really heavy into the stats on like Twitter and stuff. I feel like a lot of people like aren't really into JD Martinez. You know, health has definitely always been a problem for him, and that is certainly a cons- into consideration when we're talking about winning the MVP. It's hard to do that and miss a ton of games. But if this guy stays healthy, you know, and gives you like 140, 150 in terms of game count, uh, I feel like he's definitely going to be right there. And I don't really see him being near these other guys in terms of the odds. Yep, he's going to have a ton of fun banging balls over and off the monster as well. Like, that's the other thing, is that a lot of those games last year did come in Arizona, which is like an extreme hitter's park, but he's going to a very good hitter's park in Boston. So, again, his his numbers last year are just absolutely insane. Like, he had, forty, I think, 47 homers, and he did it in, like, 100 games. So, the power is real. He is, uh, yeah, just, a, just an outstanding hitter. And uh, depending on what the odds are, I, I'm with you on that. I think he's a nice long shot pick. All right, now American League Cy Young uh, last year was Corey Kluber's to win. It's probably his to lose this year. Uh, but you know, what are your thoughts on obviously Kluber, and who do you think is 
uh, I guess, a dark horse here. Yeah, so it's funny because I think Chris Sale was the favorite for like 80% of the season. Like he was very dominant for the Red Sox, but kind of faded down the stretch and, and Kluber kind of came up and took it from him just with his full season dominance. And Kluber is outstanding. He is, there's a reason they call him the Klubot, you know, like he is that good. Uh, I think that Sale would be the guy that I pick just because it's hard to win it in back-to-back years. You know, Sale, if they're close again this year, might get the nod just because Kluber got it last year. So he would be the guy that I would choose as sort of the favorite to win the award. And if I'm going with more of a long shot pick, I've got two actually that I like. Uh, One, Garrett Cole for the Astros. Even though he's their third starter, he might have the best stuff on the staff given that you know Verlander is aging and Keuchel is more of a pitch-to-contact type of guy, I could see him posting a dominant season pitching in front of this offense. And then I also like Jose Barrios for the Twins, given his pedigree and what he showed at times last year. So I think if he takes another step forward, he could uh, have a Cy Young caliber season. It would take a lot for him to get up to like the Sale Kluber level, so I would only really bet him if I was getting you know, a nice, nice return on my investment potentially. But uh, those are two guys who I think will be longer shots that I think have realistic uh, chances of at least entering the conversation. I like it, Matt. And my pick is on the same team as Garrett Cole, but he's actually further down the list. I I think Lance McCullers has a shot to really break out here. Um, One of the guys that, again, like he struggled to stay healthy, but when when he's pitching, he has... Really elite stuff, uh, over 10K per nine uh, each of his last two seasons. Again, those are obviously abbreviated uh, due to injury, but we're talking about really a season's worth of games uh, and innings in between those two. Uh, 26K percent last year, 30% in 2016. And and the really good thing that he's done is he's really prevented balls from being in the air, 19.5% fly ball rate last season, 21.1% in 2016. So you know, basically like 20, 20 and a half percent over his last 200 innings. Uh, just really, really impressive. So I, I think if you're not giving up the long ball, obviously that has a really good shot for you to not give up a lot of runs at all. Uh, the X fit also under 3.2. Um, yeah, really impressive. So I think when we kind of look at all those factors, the, the only thing that I think is really missing for McCullers is the health, but he has all the stuff, all their stuff that you want. He, he has the you know, the quality, you know, quote unquote arm talent uh, and he pitches for a really, really good team. So the, the opportunity for wins will definitely be there. Uh, I think you could probably argue that, you know, two or three guys on the Astros are going to have a shot at this award just because of the team quality. I mean, you already mentioned Cole. I definitely think he's in the mix. Uh, but I like McCullers as a as a, a very deep but but very live uh, dog. Yeah, for sure. He's a DFS favorite. So, again, if he pitches a full year, I could totally see him. Uh, in in the discussion, at least, come awards time. All right, so now let's get to everyone's favorite segment. That is, of course, the Book It, my bookie picks of the week. We didn't have bets last week, but this week we do have something that we think you guys like to chew on. Uh, Matt, you go first. I'm doubling down, all in. Chicago White Sox over 68.5. It's happening. (laughs) I believe in the young talent. Uh, I think that the White Sox... Maybe they're not exactly like the Twins of last year, but I think that they profile similarly where 
this offense could really be quite good. Maybe you get just a couple of quality starters out of their uh, mix of guys that they have at the moment and that they can finish up closer to, you know, I'm not going to go 500, but I think this team can certainly get into the mid to high 70s in terms of wins if everything breaks right. Uh, Yoan Mankata, elite level prospect. Give me the Chicago White Sox over 68.5. I like it, Matt. I, I mean, I'm I'm torn here because I was also going to do an over under. I, I really just think that this Tigers under is is a smash spot. Uh, like I said before, I think that they're going to be closer to 60 wins than 70. A lot of t- this is a team that definitely profiles as a seller. I think that you know this lineup is only really going to get worse. I don't really see the marquee bat if they do trade Miguel Cabrera. I'm not really sure who's going to be generating a lot of their runs. Um, you know, and and like you mentioned before, Matt, the pitching really isn't very good either. So, you know, uh, a team that is bad pitching and bad hitting is probably just very bad. That's you know, that's <laughs> a squared plus logic. b squared equals c squared. Yeah, I agree. Right. I, I think agree. Uh, they're going to be bad. So, I think the uh, I think the unders are really good bet. And like I said before, I know uh, I know that it's the the my bookie book it pick of the week but i'm going with two picks because i i just think that if you're going to bet astros to win the world series you got to do it right now so plus 450 i'm uh i'm going to put that one in as well yeah i mean it's so hard to repeat in baseball but man that team is loaded i mean it's it's hard not to like it and you think that they could still do more you know like any weakness that the team may have they can plug the hole come trade deadline time so i agree i think it's a sharp long-term bet I mean, I think that sometimes casual fans don't want to have the ticket waiting out there for so long, but I think that getting the Astros at plus, 50, plus 450 is definitely plus EV. Yeah, and you're still getting four and a half to one. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, some of these futures, not like uh, World Ser- not championship futures, but, you know, season-long props and stuff like that. It takes, you know, it takes a while to get that money back, and you sometimes lay juice. Uh, sometimes you only get like two to one on your money, but four and a half to one, I mean, that's, that's, that's worth the wait. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so that's going to do it for this edition of Laying the Points, brought to you by my bookie. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, and get that deposit bonus on my bookie for using promo code Lang the Points. For Matt Lamarca, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Factory.